0: Uh, meanwhile, the paramedics were arriving and were able to, uh, you know, this guy had really bled a lot, even in this maybe five, six, seven minute period from when he got shot. There was a lot of blood. It's
1: called the Whole Blood Delivery Program, and it's saving lives. Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, the podcast designed to educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. The Whole Blood Delivery Program is a joint venture involving Harborview Medical Center, the Seattle Fire Department, Bloodworks Northwest, and, well, you. His name is Dr. Michael Sayer, and he's an emergency physician at Harborview Medical Center. He's also the medical director for the Seattle Fire Department and the Medic One Program. Dr. Sayer says the Whole Blood Delivery Program is essentially all about blood transfusions in the field, much like the way medics get blood to the wounded in war. I got a chance to talk to Dr. Sayer over Zoom recently.
0: Yeah, so uh, about August of 2018 or so, uh, we were approached by John Hess, who's the director of transfusion medicine at Harborview, uh, who suggested to us that it might be possible uh, for the paramedics to be able to get whole blood. And this was pretty exciting for us because we had seen evidence from uh, use in the military that whole blood could really be lifesaving, but the logistics and the supply uh, really were the barriers to fully implementing. And it took a year, uh, but we got it done. And uh, so in late August of 2019, uh, the paramedics uh, were ready to go and uh, we've been going ever since.
1: Tell me how it works, who's involved with all of this. It's a coalition, it's not just one organization.
0: It certainly isn't. So we have uh, a large group of people that are involved in this. So uh, important uh, components include uh, the blood bank at Harborview, which is the level one trauma center in Seattle. And uh, they uh, helped us learn what the supplies we needed were, The EMS system needed to devote a person, uh, who in our case is a paramedic supervisor who takes responsibility for the blood. Uh, They check it every day. Um, They make sure to, they're the ones who make sure it stays cold and at the right temperature and check the temperature and make sure it's all kept at the proper temperature. Uh, And then they bring these small uh, coolers that look a bit like a cooler you'd put a six pack of beer in, um, only they're fancier. And they bring that with them whenever they leave the station, in case they get a call. Uh, And then there's the Bloodworks Northwest, that has done a terrific job in making sure that we have access to the bags of blood that go in in these coolers.
1: You know what, I don't think people, I guess, nor should they really understand how difficult this all is to put together, it just has to be there when it's needed.
0: Yeah, so this blood, when we get it, is fresh. It's been donated recently. Uh, and it's kept in the cooler at a, at a temperature that's pretty close to about 34, 35 degrees Fahrenheit. So it doesn't freeze, and it doesn't you know, get too warm, so it doesn't spoil. And this uh, blood is kept up to a week. Um, sometimes we go a week without using any blood in which case we turn it back into a blood bank at Harborview and it's used on a different patient in the building. Uh, so we've wasted close to zero units of blood during the almost three years we've had this program. Uh, so it's, it is a pretty amazing thing to, work, to watch happen and the amount of organization effort that goes into it is significant. But I think now we're it's just part of doing the job.
1: So tell me, um, we're talking life and death stuff. Do you have any any stories that you can share with me about, uh, you know, how it made a difference in that golden hour?
0: Yeah, I think one of the early patients that we had is really uh, illustrates how this works. So this was someone who had been shot in the groin and was bleeding to death from uh, his femoral artery, the big blood vessel that takes blood into his leg and as is often the case in uh, gunshot wound situations the police go in first uh, because they got to make sure there's no one that's going to shoot the firefighters and the paramedics um, and took care of that problem and then uh, the police then turn their attention to the victim the person that's been shot and they put pressure on the groin to control the bleeding put a tourniquet on the leg Uh, meanwhile the paramedics were arriving and we're able to, uh, you know, this guy had really bled a lot, even in this maybe five, six, seven minute period from when he got shot, there was a lot of blood on the ground around him. Uh, but the good work of the police officers to control the bleeding was step one. And then we had to replace the blood that had been lost. So the paramedics were able to uh, establish an IV, uh, get the blood out, get it hooked up, all while moving the patient up to their paramedic unit um, and uh, we have a warmer, so this blood's kept in his cooler, but we don't want to give it to the patient cold because it doesn't work very well when it's cold. So we have a, a warmer uh, that's battery powered that warms the blood uh, without slowing down the flow rate. So the blood's given quickly and it's warm when it hits the patient. Uh, so there's they were able to get all that done in the middle of downtown Seattle uh, and deliver this blood unit into the patient before they even arrived at Harborview. And the patient then uh, needed surgery to fix these holes in his femoral artery and uh, a few days later was able to get discharged home. So I'm not sure any of that would have happened, uh, but for this blood, I mean, it's hard to know for sure, uh, but it sort of felt like to me, like this strategy really worked and helped save his life.
1: have any numbers uh, that you share with people about how successful it's been or how, how many patients have been saved because of this?
0: Yeah, uh, as of today, I believe, I'm just checking, double checking the numbers. Um, I think we have about 120 patients that have gotten blood in Seattle. Uh, that we've also expanded the program outside Seattle into the suburbs of King County. Um, we're currently measuring to see exactly what the impact has been the most think we're going to be able to say is that we're able to start the blood significantly earlier uh, it takes time to drive to the hospital it takes time for even after you get to the hospital for things to happen um, and we're carefully measuring to say okay you know how much time to be save between when the blood would have gotten started at the hospital versus when the paramedics were able to start the blood and uh, I'm pretty confident that we're doing it faster than it would have happened in the hospital. I'm not sure yet how much faster.
1: So across the country, this is relatively new across the country though, isn't it?
0: It is. There, uh, this whole blood uh, strategy that uh, we adopted in 2019, we learned a lot from our colleagues in San Antonio. Uh, they had the program before we did. Uh, They had learned from their military hospital that's right there in San Antonio how to do this. And the military doctors were really pushing it uh, in San Antonio. Uh, So we borrowed many of their guidelines about how to do this, learned a lot from them. We also had experience working with Airlift Northwest uh, and the coolers, and they were carrying uh, blood products. They were carrying packed red blood cells and plasma that are whole bloods divided into different components. But we have reason to think that the whole blood all put together is better than the components are split apart. Um, so you know, learning how to do the whole blood and get the whole blood was key, and that Bloodworks Northwest was able to supply the whole blood is unusual. There are many blood banks in the country that are not able to do that even now.
1: Is there anything you'd like to advocate for, uh, any kind of message you'd like to get across uh, You know, when you talk to people about this?
0: Well, one, one message is that uh, we need O positive blood for this program. Uh, that's the universal donor blood that we're able to use. Uh, o negative is the true universal donor, but that is in such short supply that we can't get that. Uh, so we use the RH positive, the O positive blood, and it works great. Uh, uh, we have a strategy to work through a problem. If we have a young person who is type RH negative uh, to mitigate the risk in that individual, um, but you know you have to survive to have that problem. And by getting this blood in early, uh, we're able to make that happen. So if there are people out there that are type O and particularly type O positive, uh, we would love to have them donate and to help us address this blood shortage. It's called the Whole
1: Blood Delivery Program, and it's saving lives. But nothing like this can succeed without your donation. Tomorrow on Bloodworks 101, you'll meet Lieutenant Michael Barocas, from the Seattle Fire Department, one of the medical services officers for Seattle Medic One. Some people think, well, like a 22, that really doesn't do much. Well, a 22 caliber round uh, is a very small round, but it tends to enter the body and then fragment and bounce around. And so everything that it hits, it tears apart. It's Michael's job to keep a patient like that alive with the help of the Whole Blood Delivery Program and you. That's up next tomorrow on Bloodworks 101. Don't miss it. I'm your host, John Yeager. See you next time.